Okay. It still does. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It does. I mean, that, that could be this. I could actually use this story then. If oh, we really? talk about that. Because the kid, yeah. Actually, now I could tell it with that. Well, we'll find out next time. Just kidding. We'll find out next time. We'll find out today. All right. We'll find out later today. Uh, here we are, guys. Uh, welcome back to another episode of One Last Point. A podcast in which two friends um, embark on what we call the quest for knowledge. My name is Armand Agahi, and I'm here with Daniel Cherney. How are you doing today, Dan? Pretty good. Pretty oh. good. What, how's your day been? Like, what what is it your day consisted of? <laughs> Watching football with my dad, and then just went and got food. Nice. How was your day? What did you do? Hung out with uh, my girlfriend. We watched football as well. Then mm. we went to a barbecue, in Sick. which some funny story we'll um, talk about happened. And then um, went and had some, went to a little coffee shop and had uh, tea. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, well, here we are, Dan. Mm. So let's just go jump right into our first segment. It's mm. be an abridged, abridged episode, I guess. It'll be a little quicker, huh? I mean, and I don't I think it will be, it will still probably be long, but it just won't be, we won't have a long-ass intro and then another, then the actual intro, you know? So that's better, I get. I mean, it's not better, it's the it's same. Different. It's different. It's different. Can't have the same thing every week. Okay. Or every four days. You're right, you're right. You can't, you have to mix it up, yeah. keep it spontaneous. So today, we are going to be um, going over a new segment called oh, talking today oh so we're wow. going to talk about today's not today actually but like today as in the modern times yeah issues that relate to socio-political culture and like what have you been seen going on that you think people listening here or that i am you know here mm-hmm. like what should i know well i mean we've seen we've talked about this guy already on our podcast i think at least Who? once or twice Who? um kanye west Oh, we've talked easy. about how yeah we talked about how he kind of looks crazy on social media or at least yeah. people are portraying him to look crazy yeah we're not portraying him they're saying the way that he's talking is crazy yeah but he just went on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast literally yes, I actually I actually saw a little bit of yeah, it I've seen a little bit of it too and I mean from what he's saying from what I saw it's like he has a lot of ideas. And he goes on a bunch of different tangents yeah. at all the times, but some of the ideas are kind of oh, uh, kind of change like culturally changing. They are culturally changing, and some of them actually like a lot of his like at least what I was watching like when he was talking about why the community is me- messed up. Mm-hmm. He was talking about urban development, and he was talking about lack of funding. He was talking yeah. about inequalities. I remember you talking about it before, and when he was saying, and I was like, "Wow, how does Kanye know about this? Right? This and doesn't seem like something Kanye would know about." Exactly, and it made me realize that, like, yeah, I was like, Kanye actually, because I felt like I sound exactly the same as how Kanye is saying it—a crazy guy on a tangent, explaining stuff he knows about without the fact. No, definitely not, Kanye definitely was just like he would say like three sentences and then go to a randomly different subject and never finish his thought on the three sentences that's okay okay fair but in 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 totality or in like whole like um he knows what he's talking about Mm -hmm. like he's talking about like 
urban development theory and talking about how we've used cars and he was talking about roads at one point like um i i kind of was like just shocked at his like what he was saying i was gonna say he doesn't even i don't even think he went to college and he knows like he sees stuff in society like you see it yeah. Where, like, you learned about it, so that's why you see it. But he just sees it. And it, it kind of made me sad to think that, like, I guess that is the repercussion of Trump, one, is that anyone who's not a politician now, I think we're always going to be a little skeptical, but that well, I mean, everyone... I think that started with Schwarzenegger and stuff back then. Yeah, I mean, too. yeah, but those were, like, governors. Like, yeah. they, like, Reagan was the governor of California before he was president. Yeah. Okay, like, he had some political experience, and I think Schwarzenegger had a little bit more. And honestly, I don't, I think a lot of people would look back on Schwarzenegger's time as governor, and they weren't great, but I think people would, you know. Was that during our lifetime? Yes, it was yeah. our early years, it and then we had, we, younger, we right? had the other guy, Jerry... Brown. Jerry Brown, and then we've had now Gavin Newsom. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't, um, so with Ye, I think he has, like, I think he's just someone that we see in a different sphere, and he's not the best person to be speaking about, it, obviously. He's mm-hmm. manic, he's, has some bipolar, uh, bipolar disorder or something, because he's saying stuff. But then when you look at his creativity and his genius, mm-hmm. and you think of him as an artist, and you think of him as an outsider and a deviant, like he's talking about stuff that we really need in this country, and it's kind of truth that it's not, um, it's not happening. It's not, it's not being addressed, and neither of the parties are actually doing it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, what I was going to say was, like, even though he is bipolar and depressed don't haven't you you've heard the saying where it's all good artists are a little bit crazy yeah you have to be crazy to be creative like that because you have to be able to think in different ways than everyone else does like he i'm not saying that what he said is correct where everyone's like programmed to think a certain way and he's thinking differently i'm just i think that to be an artist and be creative you look at things in like a more creative way so you try to find different ways to do things and i'm not saying that it's right or wrong or that his like opinion is the best but i'm just saying that being more creative and being able to unlock use that part of your mind in different situations might be good for like solving problems doesn't mean he's going to be like a good leader or like a great politician or something but i'm just he might be able to solve problems and either way he's gonna do what he's because he's already building stuff and he's already gonna do what he wants to do um what he's been talking about like building monasteries and stuff in in uh what's it called in the valley calabasas yeah calabasas so it's not like he needs to become like part of the government or become a leader. He well, just feels like God is telling, telling him, him to become. He, well, he God's telling him to be the leader of the free world. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, which is insane. But it's also interesting, and it's funny though because you hear it, and he sounds delusional at some points. But mm-hmm. then you think of it, and he's like, <clears throat> "I was listening to the clicks today, mm. and in the end, he says I was suicidal." Then my mom, or my mom died. Then I was suicidal. Mm-hmm. Uh, started talking God. God started talking back, and it's at the end of the song. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about. It, I'm like, obviously, this guy had to go through something traumatic. 
in this interview, actually, he says that he asked God to take his pain away, and then his mom died. So what he was, what he's saying by that is that she was the losing his mom was the worst pain he ever experienced. So now he can't ever feel pain anymore. That's because crazy. Of, yeah, because of like the pain that he felt when his mom died. Wow. It's pretty. He's. It's pretty powerful. That statement right there. And, and you know what? It's like you. Th- you think he's crazy when you see his tweets and stuff. Hmm. But, but then you hear him talk like that, and that sounds rational in some parts. Yeah, and I mean... If you're a faith person. What pe- the last time people were saying he was crazy was when he was trying to talk about how the music industry is corrupt, and it is yeah, corrupt. It you is. can see that in so many artists, so many artists, like, especially... So, I, even from the NWA movie, you can see that... The, I actually never saw Straight Outta Compton. Oh, Straight Outta Compton. It shows, literally, their manager... You get screwed into making albums, so you have to make the albums, and they won't release you from your contracts until you release them, and then you don't get any money from those albums. And it's like if you don't put out bangers, then you're just going to lose relativity, and when then you're out of it, you mm-hmm. might not have a platform. Yep, exactly. And then even when you're out of it, you if you don't make bangers, then you won't make money. Yeah. You use, you use the record companies to get big, but then you're trapped after you become big. So then mm-hmm. you lose so much money... What uh, Kanye actually says is they're making millions and bands and stuff are only making thousands. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. These people are so creative and, like, they they put their literally world out there for us and the record companies and the people that run them are just profiting off of all of it because that they feel like that money is more important than people's happiness or... I mean, it could create their happiness, but it's more important than helping other people. Yeah. That are just trying to become something because of their talents. But yeah. It's crazy. Inside. But yeah, they, I don't know. He, he. I think he just delivers his message wrong. Yeah. Sometimes on it, social media. Cam- Cameron sent me a message and said. He knows what he's talking about, but he doesn't have the speech rhetoric or just the written rhetoric. Yeah. To, it sounds weird because his music, but his music is his expression. Yeah. But the way he speaks mm-hmm. into normal, you know, in normal, it's very confusing. It's very, it sounds delusional. It sounds crazy. But in reality, he's talking about a lot of stuff that we really need to talk about. Yeah. And it's just hard because... It's hard to take it seriously when so many people are slandering it or, you know, not even looking at it as a valid statement, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the media is just, all the media outlets are just portraying him. All the headlines will always be Kanye West posts another crazy rant, you know, just if he tweets anything. And I'm not saying that he's not posting crazy rants when he goes off on his psychosis or whatever, but like... Sometimes you gotta listen and see if people are actually right about things when they just say them, even if they sound crazy. Because mm-hmm. you know maybe they're crazy, but they have a good idea, and then it could change something. But you know, just because I feel like just because people have mental illnesses doesn't mean that you shouldn't listen to them. You still should be like talk to them and you know be nice to them not just shove away their opinion and be like oh this guy's just crazy and he's just saying random shit he doesn't know anything about you know 
Mm-hmm. I agree. I understand. Yeah. All right. I, I don't have anything yeah. else to say. Um, yeah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, I just I think one of my favorite songs by him is "Heartless" off the. Oh, my favorite song. It has to be the one with uh, Adam Levine. What song is that? <sighs> Hold on, Kanye. It's on the Blue album. Or no, not the Blue album. Late registration. It's called "Heard Him Say." Heard him say. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I didn't know about it until, like, because I didn't. I liked Kanye. Like before, mm-hmm. but I didn't really like listen to him. And then I listened to all the albums, and I was like, "Whoa, this song has Adam Levine on it. This is crazy. This is from like, it's from the year, probably two thousand five. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, so that's f- so long. It's crazy that he's been making music for that long. Yeah, crazy. Um, all right, should we go to what I want to talk? Yeah, about? Yeah. What What did you see? Um. Okay. Well, this is I don't I don't remember exactly where when I saw it. I don't think I liked the tweet, but it was an official document. So I'm gonna say something that I'm not a huge proponent of, but I'm gonna do it because I feel like if if it makes someone feel comfortable, then it's better. This is this is a trigger warning that there may be some content ahead that may. Um, that talks about sexual abuse, um, that talks about some maybe things that are, um, you know, that some people may find uncomfortable or, you know, bring back any, and nothing that we want to, you know, we don't want to hurt anyone. We don't want to trigger anything. So we'll trigger warning it. Um, I don't think this will take, I would say we'll, we'll put in the comments, I'll look at the times and put where this, where to cut off. So cut, let's say here. And then we'll see you when you get back. All right. Three, two, one, one go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, well, well, I'll just we keep that in. Um, okay. So, Dan, one thing I saw actually was on Twitter. And it was a Jane Doe's um, a, uh, written appeal or, like, court appeal mm-hmm. for a protection for her and her family because she went Jane, like, the Jane Doe. Mm-hmm. Um, has a story from 1995 when she was 15 years old mm-hmm. that involves um, Jeffrey Epstein and Donald Trump taking her virginity forcibly. Mm-hmm. And it all surfaced within, like, I think it was this August of this year, but it may have been August of last year, but within that time. And the Jane Doe says that, you know, like, time passed on and, like, you, you, you know, you fight it. Mm-hmm. But then... Um, as Trump won the election and became more of like a prominent figure and especially now like the psych like you know it was too much and she had to say something and I guess you know it's these cases are interesting because like you it is a Jane Doe you don't know you know it's so hard to ever know when someone you know Mm -hmm. is bringing an accusation but this one's just even if you want to take the side of I'm skeptical or you're on the side of I believe I'm 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 more I want to be on I want to be and I am on the side of I believe because I don't think that um, Trump is that great of a person and I don't and I he said things that would make me believe he would do this mm-hmm. um, allegedly um, but um, 
yeah, he took, uh, so she filed it and it, it outlines exactly what he did and you can find it, but it's, it's sick. And I guess like, that's something that I know the people who don't like Trump already mm. believe that. And mm-hmm. now you have a case and it's out there mm-hmm. for those that, you know, don't want to believe it and are pro Trump, you know, it's something to think about. And I know allegations can happen, but to me, but to me, it really takes a lot to say something happened. And I think this is not something people joke about. Mm-hmm. And I think for the poor, poor person who suffered through that, mm-hmm. they find peace, you know, and that yeah. they finally get that ability to speak they, out. Yeah. And I guess that's another thing I want to say is like, it's important to support those who have been abused because you never know who has, and if they share it with you, make sure you're the one who actually, um, you know, cares and mm-hmm. isn't forcibly caring. Yeah. But I feel like you should just try to, like, be there for them and yeah. offer the support when you can. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What do you think about this Trump thing? I get, I didn't say many details, but it's pretty sick. Like Yeah. Um, yeah. I and, mean, and they knew she was 15, too. I mean, as long... I feel like that you should always be on the side of the person not like full I'm I don't know how to say it how to say you should always be on the side of the person that's accusing somebody but you should always look at facts also you know yeah. you don't want to like I get it that this and I'm not I'm not trying to be like whatever here no it's good to question things it's yeah. like it this c- could have happened Yes. And he, Trump, as a person, is not, might not be the best person. Yeah. But, like, you, I don't want to believe anything without fact because of mm. so much fake stuff in the news yeah. recently. Not just recently, in general. Like, you, we, in society, we always want to believe the person that's ha- that went through this because they, have a they might have a story and they might feel like something happened to them and you always want to support them because yeah. you don't want people to feel like you don't, I don't think a good person would ever want somebody to feel like they're trapped like that or like no. like that but like there's a lot of stories where there's a lot of people just being accused of things because they don't like them you know mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that this is what this is but like the story of like that high school quarterback who was going to get a scholarship and then got falsely accused of rape and was in mm-hmm. jail for 20 years and then finally got out you know you know it you know in those it i i understand that but i think honestly out of all of the ones that go unaccused out of all of the ones i think if due process is done right I think most of the time, those people that are oh, no, I'm saying if most of the time, yeah, I'm saying yeah, and it's unfor- it's like kind of like it's like saying this. It's like you get a bag of oranges, mm-hmm. and they all look really good, and nine of them are just beautiful oranges, but you get one beater one, mm-hmm. right? That's in that pack. Yeah. Okay. So then you go to the cashier, and they're gonna say, "Hey, do you do you want this bag?" You know, all nine of those oranges are gonna be really good, mm-hmm. but that one's just gonna be a little sour and off. You know, it's a little beat up. Yeah. Would you rather take that bag of nine or get one that only has six good ones and two bad ones and whatever, right? Yeah. Sometimes you got to take what's the best thing. And in Mm -hmm. this situation, four people that are accused, 
most of the time it's working out. And the issue actually is that our society shuns those. We, we put that speculation and guilt like that. I, I understand the validity towards it, mm. but when we put that on the person who brings forth, mm. it also disincentivizes other people that actually it's happened to, mm. to go forward because they don't want to be ridiculed. They don't want to be looked different upon. Mm. And that's another societal issue. And I think, one, it's the flaws of the historical sexualization of society. Mm. And two, um, it's the fact that we don't promote a society of uh, really health. Uh, we, we choose health over wealth almost all the time. Mm. And that's something you that... You mean wealth over health? Yeah, wealth over health, sorry. We choose wealth over health almost all the time. And I think that's when it shows is instances like um, this, when people want to come, you know, say something happened to them and talk about it and actually get, you know, their inner their inner darkness out of them, get that bad energy that was put in, you know, put into their world, put into their consciousness on a daily basis, try to heal that. Mm-hmm. But if the society around them doesn't actually support them, then that's where I think the problem is. And so to me, like, I look at it like there's the high school quarterback that did that. And and I feel bad. And that person who accused him should feel bad because they robbed that innocent kid 20 years of his life. Mm -hmm. But then I look at it and I think of people that it's actually happened to. Yeah. And you think about all that. And how many people were, are put behind bars because of it are deemed child sex offenders, are really put away, mm-hmm. are really, you know, have to live with that guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, that I'd rather see those people suffer. And, uh, you know, I it, it would suck to be that high school quarterback. And I guess that's where I can't stand in his shoes. And I'm sure I would stand say different shit if I was in his shoes, maybe. Mm-hmm. But from this point of view... I just feel like I'd take, you know, I'd rather take where we have it done, uh, yeah. done better. And I mean, if there's like substantial evidence that it's against the person that did it, then they definitely should, you know, be in jail. I'm just on the side of having to having it to be equal, wherein is that there's actual, not actual evidence, but like, maybe multiple people and like you know it's it's just it's hard to so look think about it i mean we could dissect this for hours you know but like think about this is how i see it like if in in the situation in which a female's raped right Mm -hmm. most rapes go or most sexual assaults any title nine at least in colleges the average reporting is like somewhere between like like I think it's like between 10 and 16 months or something that Mm. that's how long the incident it goes from the incident happening to it being reported Mm. so in that time obviously like people go on with their lives they're not going to remember the night in which Johnny got Becky really fucked up and they went to the dorm room right yeah like that many people aren't going to remember that night you know I don't think so I think that people, I'm not saying that they're going to completely remember, but I definitely think. But but my thing is, is that, look, like you're saying you can bring those people into the equation, but the bigger issue is that it takes six, 10 to 16 months mm-hmm. for that, for, for both men and women, mm-hmm. for when a sexual assault well, happens for it to get reported. Yeah. Well, I'm, what I was just saying is that 
I think that every time he would, if it's in a college setting, I feel like you're still going to see that person because if you're going to a party or something like that and it's with people, you're usually going with similar people and similar people are always at the parties. So bystander prevention is something that should happen. Yeah. But what happens is... I'm not saying that... I'm not saying so. I'm not. That's not my point. Oh. By bystanders, because definitely, if I saw something going down, I would stop. Oh, whatever. Yeah. But uh, I'm saying that you're gonna see them again, and they will bring up the same memories. You know, because you'll see them. You didn't report it, and then you start talking okay, about it. Okay. N- let me let me explain it to you this way, right? So we're. Let's say Johnny and Becky are with Tony and Brad and Christine. Okay, mm-hmm. they're all at a party. Yeah. So Johnny and Becky are friends, right? And they're flirting. They're both getting kind of drunk, right? So everything mm-hmm. looks fine, right? Yeah. So everyone in that friend group is going to think that it's fine, yeah. right? Someone gets a little too drunk because almost like it's something like 90% of these cases happen with alcohol or something involved. Mm-hmm. Um, that they end up doing something. But the problem is that with the law, anytime alcohol is involved, consent is out the window mm-hmm. um, in those situations. So, and if you've ever seen like the tea video, it clearly yeah, explains yeah. like, you know what. So my thing is, is that those people are going to con- perceive, just as we talked about hallucinations and perception, mm-hmm. the perception there is that those two are under a collective mutual agreement. Yeah. But what goes on between the di- the dyad when mm-hmm. they leave the collective group, that dichotomy and that relationship can be so different. And it may be mm-hmm. something different. And one person may cross that boundary without knowing. Yeah. And that still is sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. And then, but sometimes what happens is, is there's, you know, inco, like someone's, you know, inebriated beyond like, the ability to communicate, speak, think, and then someone takes advantage and then they don't really remember. Mm -hmm. And then progressively over time, those memories come back, Mm -hmm. but no one around them saw the perception that they felt, you know? Yeah. Because the physical world was, you know, showing something else that was going on in your own. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like these, these cases are so complex. It, I think the issue is like the society around it creating nurturing environments when we see these people, when people want to talk about it. Yeah. And I understand like we could probably do better in the procedural ways, but I think just as procedurally like we would – or just as we fix the communities and their mm-hmm. nurturing of these situations. Yeah similarly procedurally and legally like those people like those cases will diminish too mm-hmm. i think i would hope because yeah people would be getting therapy and these i you know hope prevention would be way more you know i think we're i think a lot of colleges are trying to do that but there's not any sort of enforcing of these mm-hmm. measures mm. but yeah 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 i understand that um I don't really know that much about it to go, like, against that point. And I feel like, and I'm not, I don't think I would go against that point. Yeah. Because I think that's correct and how things should be, so. And it's way too theoretical to actually be a right answer, too. Yeah. It's not a, it's just every, a, like, you're agreeing case, with my idea. Yeah, every case is a different, yeah. a different, uh, 
story and a different way that things can be seen yeah. and it could affect people in different ways so you can't I feel like you can't really make a law for I mean you can but it has to be broad so that it includes all stories and then everything what, what do you mean a law no I'm just saying I that I I don't think I meant to say that. I didn't think I meant to say a law. a law. Like you meant like put it in place? Yeah. Yeah. Like just like if a society just started accepting. Yeah. Or were more nurturing. Yeah. How do you, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it on this. I, I just, I mean, Trump is a sick bastard. I'm not going to lie. I'm willing to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I mean, should I bridge this and then we'll go into the religion but should i tell my story because i think it would help yeah so since we were already talking about trump you can yeah yeah um so this will go into we're going to talk about like this like the um in a minute we're going to talk about religion and kind of like the history of religion and kind of its power and influence on society right yeah would you say that was a good way to summarize it conspiracy conspiracy of it yeah the conspiracy of religion and religious conspiracies i guess too Mm-hmm. Um, but today, um, I was at this party and I met this like, um, guy and he was just trying to be really friendly and chat. And I was, you know, just being me, I was talking to him and he brought up how he really loved history. And so I just asked him, oh, like, well, you know, what, what about history? Like, what do you like? And I, I didn't say I had a degree because I like, when someone says they like history, I want them to tell me why. Because most yeah. of the time they don't have a degree in it. Yeah. So I like to hear, why do you like what I love? You mm-hmm. know, why do you like this? Why do we like the same thing? So I like to just hear them. So then he's talking about some, you know, some stuff and he mentions like, I like, well, he says this, he goes, I like history from, he's like, basically from the 1800s to now you can get an answer to everything from history. And then my heart just was like, what? Mm-hmm. I was like, that. my brain, and I was like, that's not true at all. Yeah. And he was saying, like, and then he goes, yeah, and I, um, and then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, but and he's like, oh, do you, do you like history? And I was like, yeah, I actually have a degree in it, blah, blah, blah. I, I like, just, I didn't want to, yeah. like, I was just saying, like, yeah. But, and he was yeah, like, oh. you're fucking wrong, bro. I got a degree in this shit. Shut the fuck up. No, like, I didn't want to be like, <laughs> I didn't want to be like, I have a degree in history. But I was like, yeah, like, I was like, oh, I got my degree in history, blah, blah, blah. And I was yeah. just talking about, like, what we were. And he's, then he goes, oh, yeah, I really like American, I really only like American history. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of like, that's okay. And he's like, I really think you only need to know American history. And I was like, Huh? Like, he was saying, telling me, like, we only need to know American history. And I was what? like, I was like, you know, I don't really agree with that because there's so many other things. And I was like, I wrote a paper, like, I've wrote many papers explaining how, like, other histories combined with ours or the, the ancient histories might even theoretically be still connected to us, you know, like. Yeah, and like, learning from other people's history, you learn more. I mean, even... Uh, you learn how to do things in a better way. You learn, uh, what's it called? Diversification. Yeah. Kind of, of like, yeah. Yeah, and you, yeah. So, yeah. So, um. Yeah, sorry. This, so then we kind of branch off, and so he was really interested in me, like, because mm-hmm. of, like, just that we both, like, history, we were talking about it a little bit. Yeah. I, we were actually talking about, uh. 
I don't even, I don't remember at this point because like this point this conversation now is out of my head. I yeah. just remember the beginning of it. Yeah. Um. So we're off to the other side of this. Like we're at a park. So spacious. I don't really know this guy. So he walks up to me. He's like, "So can I pick your brain or ask you a question? Because I want to get your opinion on something." So in my head, I'm like, "Oh, he's probably gonna ask me another question about like history or mm-hmm. you know something." And he goes, "Who are you voting for in the election?" Mm. And that kind of, like, I don't know how, how would you feel if someone, like, asked you that? Uh, I mean, I feel like it's a question that a lot of people are asking now in the, nowadays. Do you think it's, because I think it's still kind of something, I think even more now than ever, like, maybe, maybe it's not, maybe, maybe we're changing that, but I, I think the vote, your vote should have been always, it should be personal. Well, it is, it's. A lot of people, it is, you're right, it is becoming more personal. But it but is also, people are blasting who they're voting for all of it. Like all yeah, the time. it's, and especially, especially people that are proud of who they're voting for. Yes. So if you're, I feel like if you're proud and it's not like socially looked down upon, like I feel like it is, if, because I already know what, what he says to you. Yeah, because I kind of already... go Continue before I continue. So... So I, well, I don't like saying, I, I mean, like, I'll, I'm going to explain, I'll tell you exactly what I say yeah. when people ask me this question, because I'm, I guarantee you most people would never guess what I would say. Yeah. Unless you, some people that probably listen to this know me enough, but like, really when you're, when people like that ask me or like just classmates and stuff, like they don't think I'm going to answer this way. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, well, let me ask you, like, who are you voting for? Because I want to, like, because I can explain why, why I vote the way I do after that. Because I don't yeah. vote the same way you do. Yeah. And he's like, um, well, you know, uh, I'm actually, I'm voting for Trump. And like, I'm, and I'm like, wow. I didn't say that, but I'm like, oh, okay, wow. Mm. And he's like, I really believe in his moral, like, basis. I think he's doing a lot of things, like, in theory that could be good for the country. And I was like, oh, okay, like. And in my head, I was like, yeah, like, I I was kind of awestruck that, like, I've ne- I haven't, I really, in my opinion, in the past few months, mm-hmm. rarely come across someone who, like, is openly political like that, that's, like, casually just asked, and then there's Trump bombing. Because oh. I feel like we usually get someone who's just in your yeah. face political, which I could talk about, too, or we have someone who's, like, like you know, just is political, but isn't in your face, but likes to talk about it, you know? Yeah. This bird, this kid just, you know, asked me, he's like, I'm Trump. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, I already know. Actually, he didn't say that he was a Trump stan yet. He just said, oh, for Trump. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, what if I, I was like, why are you voting for Trump? Because mm. I can tell you something, you know? Yeah. And he goes, oh, because I really believe in like this and I don't agree with the Democrats here and here. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, I'm, you know, I really like the conservative ideology I was like oh he's like oh so who do you vote for do you vote for Joe and I was like yeah I do vote for Joe but I vote for Joe Jorgensen yeah the libertarian candidate and he's like huh like who why and I was like well um I was registered one way in my you know coming out of when I registered at 18 and I polled for someone I actually believed in and when that person was not going to be the presidential nominee for my party, I looked at it and said, this is fucked. 
And I said, this is not what I want to be a part of. And I researched and I read and I realized I'm more in line with the Libertarian Party on a few on a few issues that I thought were important at the time. And mm-hmm. I still do think some of them are. One of them was Gary Johnson's stance on immigration, mm-hmm. which to me was an open border on some levels mm-hmm. and was about getting people who were undocumented in this country documented and then fixing our border issues mm-hmm. was resolving it. And there was actually, like, a plan. And I yeah. was like, that to me, because my dad's an immigrant, mm-hmm. and my my grandparents, um, you know, have, uh, immig- you know, are yeah. either, you know, it's just it just makes sense to me to have this idea of, like, an immigration, because I come from that story. Yeah. So, that was one thing. I really like their stance on a lot of how they're very socially hands-off. Mm-hmm. Um... And, you know, at the time, that's what I... So I I was, like, I switched to Gary Johnson, and I was advocating for this thing. Yeah. Is that I wanted multi-parties. So I told this kid, I'm like, I want to see more than one... I want to see more than two parties in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing is I'm going to vote a third party mm-hmm. every time in or, and try to get people to vote third party because I want to see a third party hit 5% so they can get federal funding mm-hmm. across all elections. Because Ross Perot ran as an independent mm-hmm. in when he ran, um, and he got, like, you know, a huge margin of the vote. Yeah. So there was no, like, real political party attached to it. This mm-hmm. would be a true political party. And I want to see that. Because what I believe is that, um, and sorry, I'm pausing the story. This is my belief. But I believe that when we have more parties, they're going to be more connected with more people. Because... How is it, isn't it crazy that all of the nation is just supposed to fit into two ideologies? Yeah. Right? Like, we should be more, like, in tune, and our politicians should be more in tune with what we actually believe in, so that when they're voting and writing legislation, it really, like, we are putting the people we actually believe in to get the shit we want done. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just my opinion. So that's why I want more, more than two parties. So this kid goes, wow, I've never heard of that. I've never heard anyone say it like that. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, uh, wh- um, and I was like, so, and he's like, what do you think about everything going on or something like that? Like mm. within the social world. And I was like, well, I'm a fan of it. I was like, I think social change needs to happen. I think that there's a history of, uh, am I a proponent of all of the movements? No. Um, but I do like the uh, things that are going on. I like the idea of uh, dismantling systematic white oppression i guess is the term um that's correctly used i like the idea of like creating lessening racial wage gaps i like the idea of empowering minority communities i like the idea of getting rid of the stigma against lgbt uh, qia i want everyone just to be normal i want everyone to feel like their differences don't matter in them living their best life so Mm -hmm. i'm all for this social change Mm -hmm. okay so I kind of said something along those lines. And um, then he said, like, I think the problem is and why we have those issues is because we la- America lacks the family values of the church. And he went on this whole religious rant about how America would be better off if everyone, everyone went to church, basically. Mm. And how God provides for all. 
And like when I asked him, I was like, so what is your stance on the LGBT? And he's like, I don't support that. Mm. And I was like, so this is what I'm going to, I'm going to tell you why I like, what, this is my, like why I'm like really was pressed. And I thought this was crazy is I was like, okay, so let's talk about this then. I was like, so, and, and I swear like Bianca was standing next to me and Tyler was like right around there too. Mm. I was like saying, I was like, so let's talk about this. You're quoting the, the the Bible verse that I know that most people use or the the verse that people use as to why they're anti-homosexuality um, <laughs> is there's a line that says a man shall not lie with another man. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that's what they're basing it off of. So I said to him, I was like, that's the line, right? He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. And I'm like, okay, doesn't it also say especially in the New Testament, that God loves all his people and that Jesus came onto the... Because he's Catholic, so I went mm. the Catholic approach. I was like, Jesus came onto this earth to forgive you of your sins, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, of course. And I'm like, so let's say in your hypothetical... In the, or I, like, I was like, let's say, right, that if lying man to man is sin, mm-hmm. right? But Jesus came and forgave everyone of their sins. And if they're truly living in the path of God that there would be entered into heaven because God loves all his people. That's what we're taught. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, and, and like, doesn't that argument kind of like... Yeah. And I said to him, I was like, so would, why would God not love or not want you to love someone that's just loves some, another man or another woman? And he was like, well, blah, blah. And you know, he's like, he like, yeah, maybe, blah, blah. And then just changed it. And he totally, like, would even agree with some of the things I was saying. But, like, my thing was, is every time he went back to the church and I'd be, like, he would talk about, like, like, about even, like, the family. And I'm, like, oh, and I was saying to him. Wait, the family? He was talking about, like, nuclear family. Oh, I thought you were talking about when, remember that uh, we talked about on our earlier episode, the family is the christian movement for uh oh no no not that not that i was like damn bro this dude's part of the family no 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 no. (laughs) he um well he he started bringing up what this is where this kind of got off the rails is when he said what do you think he's like well what do you think about the sacrament of marriage because we were talking about the division of church and state yeah and i was like well a sacrament is just an idea of Right? Like, so in, in at least in my remembering, like... I don't know what a sacrament is. Like, I'm pretty sure the sacrament, there's like... The sacrament in Christianity... I don't so, think there's one in Judaism. I didn't think... No, you don't have... This is when Jesus... So when Jesus died, right? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I, I mean, I'll just right explain there. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was just saying... Yeah, I was trying to say yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. didn't have to worry. So when Jesus died, at the Last Supper, you've seen the painting. Yeah. It's a really beautiful painting, at least. Yeah. Um, there... It's really long. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's long, elongated, yeah. So they're passing the bread and drinking wine, right? And Jesus says, and supposedly he said, that this bread represents my flesh, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. This wine represents, or is my blood. And it, like, changed when they, when they ate it. It apparently changed into skin and wine, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so in church, they take the sacrament. They take, like, a, like a, a crisp a wafer mm-hmm. and drink red wine and that's supposed to be um your sacrament mm-hmm. but the sacrament either turn catholics believe it turns into it protestants believe it's just an idea of right mm-hmm. this is that's a big difference in those churches but 
the thing is, is the sacrament, in my knowledge of, is it's just the idea of this being this. Mm-hmm. So to me, I was like, right. So the sacrament of marriage is that a man and woman will be joined together to live their lives through God. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the sacrament of marriage. Mm-hmm. So the sacrament of marriage is an idea of people in love living their life together through God. Mm-hmm. Why can't that be two men or two women? It's a sacrament. It's an idea. Just as people say the crisp and wine is mm-hmm. his skin and blood, it's just a man and a woman yeah. is the idea, but why can't it be it? And then I said, but the fucked up thing is, is why this is a bigger issue. The term marriage is a is a religious one, mm-hmm. both in Judeo-Christian. Um, mm-hmm. in, uh, and, and then when we created laws and it really became when you're married, you, um, your spouse can be on your tax. Like you get tax, you know, mm-hmm. your income, you combined income. So then it became that if you're married, it became a political thing. So the fact is, is it's church and state arguing. But the pr- thing is, is that the state used a religious word to define the combination of two people to use it for an economical and political thing. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's just the sacrament of marriage being like the act of living together through God. So because we've distorted the true meaning of marriage of its like original intent, made mm-hmm. it into like just this thing about two people living together and like they're choosing their monogamous partners. Yeah. It's like totally fucked it up to where that people, because they loved someone of the same gender, mm-hmm. could not get equal rights of living their life of love together. Isn't that crazy when you think about it like that? Yeah. Like, it doesn't, it, I don't know. Doesn't it kind of sound simple and like, yeah, why is it? Yeah, I don't know like, what he would say to that. Honestly. He did. He just said he didn't believe in it, basically. And he would kind of agree with it and say, I've never, he's like, you, he's like, you've explained things. I've never thought of them that way. And he was, it just sounds like he's someone who's been blindly told one thing and yeah. strongly believes in like Trumpism. And it, it just, it was sad. And he, as we were talking about religion and conspiracy, he is very much under what I think is the power control of the church. Of religion, like when you're blindly you still told, think things. there's one like. Do you still think there's stuff like that? Yes. Going on. Yes. You think th- I didn't think the church had that much of a, Daniel. especially not compared to what uh, back in the day. They the Catholic Church, dude. That's the church. Like when you hear the church, yeah, it's the Catholic Church. Yeah. That church, dude, still has. I mean, well, now there's the mega millions, that are in like Texas, the mega churches. Family, the family. The family. But yeah, those things are different breeds too. But um, the Catholic Church, dude, still has a lot of power Spe- throughout the world where they have these churches where their bishops and priests are. Mm. Those are like oh, local I, community I know hub in, centers. I know in those countries, yeah, I thought I meant here. In here, the United States. they do have some, like the archbishops. Because I, I th- like, you know how it's always like, conservatives or like super like religious catholic or christian it's actually not not believe it or not catholics are usually more democratic since the jfk yeah and then um like really that way and then republicans are usually evangelical protestant christians and you really get them on the strong i've not 
I guess I'm not really versed in what the difference between Catholic and Christian is because I've always been, whenever I would ask people when I was younger, they would always tell me that it was just like they're the same thing, just different. Okay. You, can, you want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay. This is actually something pretty I know very well. The Catholic Church has been around. It's the basis. It's on the idea of this. So when Jesus died, he told, I think it's St. Paul. Paul mm. was one of his disciples. He told Paul that he needs to continue. It's actually, what was that word I said last week? Do you remember? I was like, I just remembered a word. Um, we're never, we're no, not. No, but that word, whatever that word was, if someone remembers it, that word is actually how um, it's called a, a, a uh, charismatic leader. Mm-hmm. He transcend like he transitions power through this way. Whatever that word was, it's actually the term, the sociological term, mm. where they give the power and shift it on to keep the charis- the charisma that was built under the leader yeah. alive. So he told Paul, "You need to start this church on top of a hill and like do all these things." And he became the pope. Yeah. So the pope is like this, this lineage of disciples of. Paul. And then there's another issue where they say another, like Peter, mm-hmm. was the actual sh- su- supposed to be the Pope. And mm-hmm. that's why there's the, remember, if you remember the Byzantine Empire? Yeah. They were under that. So that's mm-hmm. like those. But the Catholic Church really is the one that lives. So the Byzantine Empire became what's called, is more like what's Greek Orthodox. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of like, um, I can, I can explain to you that later. But that's usually what those are. They're mm. more of the that Byzantine structure. Mm. So the Catholic Church was one in power throughout the, like, thir- like from, like, you know, 1000, the 1000s to, like, six, you know, 1500s. Yeah. So in the 1500s, you know, basically, the biggest thing that happened first is the invention of the printing press by Johannes Gutenberg. Mm. So Gutenberg built the printing press... And what that did is it revolutionized the way that um, paper and distribution of knowledge in these times. Mm-hmm. So one, you have before and before this, people were educated by the Catholic Church in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, they would go, so the, the these friars would go to different um, like monasteries and they would go live their monks and become priests. Mm-hmm. They get their priesthood. They would come out and go like go travel and then they would go and like set up like a congregation in a town mm. and get people to come to church and that's mm. how the people would learn they would l- get read to in latin mm. they didn't speak fucking latin though but they'd yeah. get read to in latin prayers mm-hmm. and then they would sometimes translate it mm. okay so that's what this is what the church consisted of yeah but people paid and the church was like all like you paid your shit to the church dude yeah the church brought everything for you mm-hmm. so um, as the church is growing in power, it's growing more and more corrupt. They create these things called indulgences. So have you ever heard of, well, purgatory? You remember we went to the pizza place the other yeah. day? So purgatory is this place in Christianity and the Catholic faith. It's between um, heaven and earth, yeah. but also yeah, between hell. So Dante's Inferno, the book, mm-hmm. he travels through purgatory mm. uh, in a sense. So... Basically, the, there's this belief that when you die, you're actually sent to purgatory. Mm-hmm. So what the church started saying was you can buy indulgences, which would shorten the time of purgatory of your past loved ones. So the idea is that, one, the church 
gets the next guy, the kid, mm. to pay for the dad. Yeah. Okay? So it just starts mm. this cyclical thing. So eventually, um, so the printing press was built, remember that. Sometimes like 1500, right? It's a guy named Martin Luther. He's a German, um, a German priest mm-hmm. um, who did his monkship and stuff. And he starts going around. He starts seeing, um, and actually, one of the biggest indulgence sellers. Um, he's, he like would do a fire. He would like light a fire and shit. This is really well known. Mm-hmm. Um, he came to town, and he questioned him. Martin Luther said, "Why is this happening?" Blah blah. blah. And there was like a clear dissent with what's going on with the church. Oh, because the church was upping their indulgences because they're trying to build St. Peter's Basilica. Mm. the huge thing like in the Vatican City. Oh, okay. Like they were trying to build shit over there. It might not be St. Peter, but they're trying to build this huge fucking church mm-hmm. somewhere. So it's irrelevant kind of, but they're trying to build this church. They're trying to do this. So this money isn't going to faith. This money is going to building shit, giving power and wealth Yeah. To, so that the Pope can wear more gold. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyways, this guy comes, he says, talks to the guy selling indulgences and he's like, fuck this. He goes and writes um, 95 theses, which is just 95 things against the church and reforms that should happen, Mm -hmm. uh, that going against the Catholic church and saying why this is corrupt, this is this, this is what needs to happen. Mm -hmm. So the 95 theses, and he staples it onto a fucking church in uh, uh, my heart saying Magdeburg, but I don't think it's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he staples it on there, gets picked up, guy takes it to a printing press, mass distributes it, gets back to Vatican, you know, mm-hmm. gets back to Italy, Roma, because Rome is actually, the Vatican is the capital. And you have to think too, this empire at this time, mm-hmm. the Catholic Church is it's called the Holy Roman Emperor, Empire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cat- Vatican is still in power, even though there's a king. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all because of divine right. So the kings would only get power because they were um, anointed by the, the church. That's also why Henry the um, Henry the fifth had all those wives killed him. Mm-hmm. He left the Catholic Church, and that's why there's the Anglican Church in England. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, this is all after though. But the Protestants basically happened. So Martin Luther goes, and he just creates a new church. Uh, the Pope says, you're going to hell. He basically excommunicates him from the mm-hmm. church, says, you're going to fucking hell. Damn. Then Martin Luther ends up actually excommunicating him because he starts his own religion, which is Lutheranism. Mm-hmm. So that's the first um, religion after Catholicism. That's, okay. that's, that's going to Protestant, the Protestant ones, first Protestant religion. Then they grow more. You get Calvinism. You get... Um, you get Lutheranism, you get Protestantism, which is just the general idea of like n- this reformed. Yeah. Um, you get Calvinism, you get a few other ones, and these all grow in North. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where, like, why you see um, areas of France are Protestants and Catholic. You see Germany is predominantly Protestant um, because that was the hub. Mm-hmm. Also, what this did too, in the in the a uh, little bit after this. Is it made that German Germany was never really united? Yeah. But for the first time, um, the hundred kingdoms of Germany, which were like that's why you see like all these little castle cities in Germany, mm-hmm. 
they united and kind of formed a coalition for the first time. That kind of became like Austria, Germany, Southern mm-hmm. Bavaria kind of area. Yeah, I was going to say, well, does that make sense say, then? But yeah. And then the the oh, and then big differences, let me finish the key points. The Protestants believe so anything but so Catholic, Protestant, two different things. Mm-hmm. Protestants basically believe that the sacrament taking of that is a representation some believe it's a representation mm-hmm. catholics believe it, be- it it truly is that mm-hmm. um usually catholics they i believe they can pray to god but they usually pray to saints who mm-hmm. pray to god in protestantism you can directly talk to god in, okay. in protestantism so- you directly also read it's catholicism has changed but like in that time when mm-hmm. it happened Protestantism was about teaching and reading the Bible for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and Catholicism was oral reading to you. And then, but that's important because why the printing press happened near around this time, it was mass spread, but people became more literate mm-hmm. too at the same time. Mm-hmm. So those are like the big things. There's a, a bunch of other things like how, like displaying of like people, like a figure in the church. Yeah. Um, some like, Calvinism, they don't, they didn't allow, like, they basically told you you were predestined to either go to heaven or hell. Mm-hmm. You don't know until you die. Mm. So you just better be good all the time. It's a weird complex. Well, that, that, yeah, it's predestination. That's, he can't, he, yeah, he came up with it. I don't like that. That's and he not, ran this little, like, mock religion. True. It's 100% predestination. He I believed know. in it. I know. I don't think that could be true, though. And why not? We believe in predestination. Because of the multiverse and that the infinite timeline, everything has already happened. Everything will. It's everything happens simultaneously. Same, yeah. It's predestined then. True. Wow. So it's the same thing. Calvin was on that already. So that's what I'm saying. People like people like this guy's saying I'm blindly Catholic, right? Yeah. We just compared, and I'm gonna use this in my my fucking paper now. We just compared John Calvin's idea of predestination. Mm-hmm. To multiverse uh, simultaneous theory, like type shit. Yeah. Same shit came out. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's important that we talk about things like this. It's important to know. You don't have to believe in religion, but you should know, like, why, why stuff we got now came from this weird thing. People read because the Bible became printed. And actually, you want to know something cool? What? So I told you Johannes Gutenberg invented one of the early printing presses, but mm-hmm. Levi's credited for it. Laverne actually has a Gutenberg Bible. Oh, really? It's a Bible, one of the like copies of the, the Gutenberg Bible. And it's like, dude, it is so beautiful because it's all printed, but then every page is hand-drawn. Really? Like designs, yeah. And it's like, dude, it's like this, like, it is like, like my, like, if you, like, extend out my... Like, from my elbow to the tip of my fingers. Wow. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of like the, one of the temples that I've been to has one of the, the Torahs from one of the temples that were being burned down in Germany. Really? That got saved, yeah. Oh, wow. Dude, one of, this is something random, but it reminded me. So, my roommate, um, um, so when I switched roommates in my sophomore year, like, in the middle of the semester, do you remember that? When the guy broke my TV. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Um, I'll never forget his name. So I wish I had a... I knew how to bleep. Like, I would fucking yell it right now and just bleep it out on the podcast. <laughs> I fucking hate that guy. Um, 
when I moved. So I moved to this other guy's room. It turned out that that guy didn't like his roommate who was friends with my fucking roommate and they just hung out all the time. So we just switched and it was perfect. So Sean, I dude, I might, I might have to message Sean Robinson. Super nice guy. Mm -hmm. So he like, we get to know each other. He's graduating this semester. So it was kind of sad, but we were just talking and he would play games and I would just talk to him like, cause I was fucking tired all the time. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, so what do you study? And I'm like, Oh, I study history actually. Um, blah, blah, blah. We talking, he's like, He's like, oh, do you like, like, World War II stuff? And I thought he was just, like, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I used to, I grew up watching, like, um, oh, I'll actually talk. I grew up watching, like, the last days of World War II every mm-hmm. day, every morning before, like, fifth and fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Like, yeah. I just loved watching Black so and So what you're saying is if I want my kid to become something, I have to show him it as a kid. Because you watched World War Two, so you loved history. If I show my kid Cosmos every morning... Yeah, you should, dude. Just make him a fucking astronomer. You know why I also like Phil... Can I tell you something? I'll tell you something personal. I kind of forgot this was here. Um, like, something personal, though. Mm-hmm. Is, like... I mean, you've been in my room. Like, you know how, like, when you turn off the lights, there's all those stars? Yeah. That's why, like, when I go out, like... When I go outside, I feel comfortable when I can see the stars. Mm-hmm. Because my whole life, like ever since You've I was a kid, my parents stars. put like little glow in the dark stars on my ceiling. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I tell you, this was like eight, like probably eighteen years ago. Mm-hmm. I feel like that I've had those, because what I would have been like, I'll be twenty three next in a couple months. So I probably had them since like five or six. So, yeah, and these stars still glow in the dark at night today. Really? Yeah, I some Sick. when I turn off like the TV and everything, mm-hmm. I can still see them. That's crazy. so it's really crazy to see like that out of all these years like that I've been living like at home, not at home. I can still see the stars from when I was a kid, like on my ceiling. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, so this kid Sean Robinson. Yeah. So we start talking about stuff, and he goes, "I'm gonna show you something." And I was like, "Okay." He goes, he like reaches into a drawer. And pulls out, like, a kind of big spoon. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you want to see this spoon? I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and actually, one of my bros told me... Um, well, not my bro, yeah. I was actually pledging, like, for my fraternity then. Yeah. Um, he, But he is Mango. His name is Mango. Shout out Mango. Afro Mango on Twitch. Um, he, uh, he told me, he's like, ask Sean about his spoon. But I forgot about it, like, you know, by the time that happened. Yeah. So I'm like, what the fuck? And I go look at it. So Sean has a fucking spoon, a Nazi spoon. Really? That his grandpa took back from serving in World War II in the like, U.S. Army. Damn. And he also has, like, a, I guess like, he also went back and got a piece of the Berlin Wall, too. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, he has a huge chunk. And I guess, like, that's what... I believe it was his grandpa. And Sean, if I butchered that, I'm sorry about it. It was, like, he told me, he's like, it means so much to me. Like, you know, it's like this. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to see, honestly. That's crazy. And That's it was, like people buying pieces of the stadium, of yeah. stadiums that are being broke. You you know the, so at Canyon, you know the, the top ones and the varsity field, the yeah. top, those top seats, those are from the Angels Stadium. Really? Yeah. That's sick. Mm-hmm. That's they, sick. When they I just drove by it. Fred Kelly. 
It's no, like not so at Fred Kelly. At a uh, at at Canyon. Wait, the varsity, I, the baseball field. Oh wait, those or, are from the, the orange oh, top the seats. The orange ones are from Angel Stadium. Yeah. Oh. When they remodeled it. That's crazy. Because they were selling them, so. They Canyon bought, bought ten of them. They bought a line per se. <laughs> Scante. Um. Yeah, I mean that was just my story, and basically I just. You know, I guess we went on a religion tangent. No, that's what we're talking about now. Because we were going to talk. So do you feel, do you, how do you feel about the the difference? So I think that basically goes into what I like really wanted to talk about. Perfect. Was the, because just like they were silencing Martin Luther and telling him like excluding or they kicked him out of the church, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, they did that with scientists also. Yes. Copernicus. Uh, no, Galileo. Galileo. Um, uh, they didn't do it to Kepler because he released it right before. He released all his findings like a month right before, before he, he died. died. Because he was like, well, I'm going to die anyway, so fuck it. Well, Copernicus also did it too. Yeah. He had his um, assistant publish, mm-hmm. publish it or whatever. Yeah. Because he didn't want to be ridiculed like his mentor, Galileo. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. It's crazy. It's the whole that's a whole line because Kepler was a uh, was a mentor to Galileo, and then Copernicus was. A so mentor. they just they just figured it out. It just took them three yeah. great astronomers. Yeah, to but create. I mean, yeah. So ba- but they had many mentors and st- not like many. They had many mentees and stuff. So it wasn't just like it's like their only one. Oh no! I know. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been crazy though if it was just like you had one mentee. And one mentor. That'd be pretty lit, like an apprenticeship where they just and then, like so. But then only that one line figured it out. And if you're a part, you're like really good. Uh, you just become a really good astronomer. If you're a really good astronomer, you're a part of that line. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a family line. Anyways, but um, yeah. So that's what science and like technology is so far behind because of the church stopping these ideas yeah i would agree and you know what's funny is i i've written this paper actually twice this argument twice i'll say Mm. um one was the main thesis of a paper and the other one it was a big factor and i just condensed the research into like um, a page instead of um you know 10 Mm because i didn't need it all for this argument i I didn't explain it as much i just need to prove like two points i didn't need to like open and shut and close it you know so this argument is that i believe that religion died as a political power as a a major political entity after the peace of westphalia in 1654 so what happened Mm. was there was this huge war and it was a war um between the uh the uh, the like the holy roman empire Mm -hmm. and the um the german um, state that like that was up there, and France typically aligns with the Holy Roman Empire because mm-hmm. they're Catholic. Yeah. But in this instance, they switched for political gains in order that they could get land. Yeah. And it was actually the Dutch Netherlands were the ones that actually didn't fight in this, mm-hmm. and that's where another element of like they worked and just side traveled and actually just manipulated um cargo trading and that's how they grew the dutch west india uh west indies like you saw in parts of the caribbean the east indies Mm -hmm. there's the west indies too or the west indies is in the um 
Caribbean. Yeah. The East Indies is actually when they went from India and brought it all the way around the spice trade. The mm-hmm. Dutch were the ones that did that. So the Dutch were doing that. France, Germany fighting. And they end up kind of stagnantly, like, you know, holding the um, the Holy Roman Empire. I think it's the Prussians is actually who it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I've written a few papers on them too. But basically, I believe after this and with the Peace of Westphalia, it's the world stopped relying on pot, like um, God. like God and religion for power and safety, and then you saw the rise of of uh, of reli- of uh, politics, mm-hmm. and you saw the rise. Liberalism grew. Hobbes and Locke's ideology just became implemented mm-hmm. because you have to think it's shortly after you know a few little little after the English you know civil wars, so. There's a lot of shit that happened then. And I think that that's really when, like, religion started to decline. But it didn't decline in value of morals. Because the problem with government is, is when the when there's not a religious government and a mm-hmm. religious, that's controlling the morals and the economy, mm-hmm. really, because they had the power through the kings and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. When they lose that, the government has to also fulfill moral programs and instill patriotism that's equal that people believe in things just as much as they need to believe in religion. Mm-hmm. So it's really tough to do that, and they did not do that. And that's why we have this weird conflicts um, in the United States where there's freedom of religion. Mm-hmm. And in states that have le- – uh, in all states now, in all countries now, I should say, um, there's an issue with religion – conflicting with politics mm-hmm. but if we would have fixed that and we would have implemented different ways of early patriotism in all these countries and they could follow any ideology patriotism is not only to america patriotism is just allegiance to one's own nation if they would have built that then i think religion wouldn't be as influential and it would be a secondary like moral choice and it's something you have faith you believe in mm-hmm. rather than it being you know so prevalent in politics today Mm. I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. Got any thoughts on that? <laughs> um, Sorry if this... I don't know. Is this too much? It's, like, no, it's not too much. It's just fascinating to think about. like, And so like complex that you can't really like formulate questions like right away. But something that like really was prevalent while we were talking about this is like... How did new languages start? Oh, okay, actually. So I was reading this book, right? Yeah. And so early language... So you've ever heard of the Tower of Babel? Yeah. So that's a myth. But they believe it was these... The, the, the Tower may have existed, mm-hmm. but the myth of Babel is something... Like the myth that all these people were working together to reach God. Then uh, God made them not be able to speak the same languages so that they couldn't, you know, work oh, to build yeah. up. That's the, that's the phallus, like the, the fable of yeah. Babel. But the idea of Babel is, is that, that all these different people, like, were speaking, like, gibberish. And they would just call things something mm-hmm. until, like, they could identify that, right? Mm-hmm. So then you need a symbolic language. So that's where, like, language is, like... Real communicative language mm-hmm. only starts when you have a symbolic language. And that's like something I've mentioned probably a hundred times on this podcast. Yeah. And I guess I've never really explained it like that. But yeah. symbolic language means that it can be communicated verbally mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and symbolically almost. Yeah. And like that you can see it and identify it, maybe not verbally, but so I believe and what I've studied enough is that these people were identifying things. They eventually were doing first doing just cave drawings, right? Mm-hmm. Calling things that that was early communication. Then like you get these early languages and it's actually like, um, I have it in one of these books right here. Hold on. If you give me a sec. Um, but it's one of these early like societies basically started to write like it. It's, I think it's like, honestly, like the Egyptians were one of the first yeah, to create hieroglyphics. And no, well, I mean, if you're not counting cave drawings. So, but the thing is with cave drawings though, is that if, if you walked in there, is that the exact same message that the guy was trying to say? I mean, do you know it is like, do you know exactly what all that means? Or can you speculate? Because I mean, with hieroglyphics, that society could see one exact image and know what that image meant. It was like a letter. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That's yeah, the difference no, between yeah. cave drawings. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Because um, they're associating things with pictures instead of like... The, the symbol. The symbol. But like, so what about like more recent times though? Like English was... How long has English been around? Is it been around like the same? Has, English have they is always... a derivative of Latin. So Latin, Latin from my knowledge, and Greek and Latin actually come from like, um, it was actually brought up from like the Phoenicians, which yeah. are actually like in like closer to Israel, Egypt. Yeah. They created the earliest languages. That's why mm-hmm. phonetics. Okay. So Phoenicians created that, and that it's kind of similar to like the egyptians but theirs is like more you know more closer to that the greek the latins and greeks kind of took these these languages played with the letters created kind of closer to our alphabet mm-hmm. then from there as it traveled and became you know more you know cultures collided things the language we see in the alphabet we see is starting to form the language the the english we can probably closest like probably like as close as you can get stuff like like shakespearean english is like probably like mm-hmm. pretty good but you have to think it's been going on longer than that yeah um they speculate we've been speaking some kind of war, like latin english hybrid type thing probably definitely since like 1200 1300 damn yeah um but you also have to think like there's the Celt, the Celt and Scottish language and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are different. Language, you can actually, the, the tracing of language is very interesting. There's like only a few that don't really have tracings that are like big, lang- like decent sized languages. Um, and one of them is actually Hungarian. Really? Hungarian has um, like no like similar pairings in language. Um, it's just it's, its own. And there's also one in Northern Europe. Mm. It's not, I don't think it's Swedish, but like one of them, it's like very unique and it's like you can trace language. So, um, if I can find this one, I can tell you it's like kind of like a uh, Gerald Tolkien's, uh, Elvish. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Hold on a minute. So the, the lang- so this is my tracing mm-hmm. that I've done and I've read. So it goes from, so there's like. Babylon to Egypt. Then there's like this era of the Phoenicians too mm-hmm. that create like phonetics. Then language traveled to Crete and then to Greece. And then Greece is where we get the 
Greek explosion and where symbolic language is so communicative that we can discuss complex issues such as life mm-hmm. and have it be elaborated. That's mm-hmm. why like the dialogues happened and then someone transcribed them, you know? Yeah. So, um, damn, what would it be like to be like that type of person? To be like what? What do you mean? Like one of the first people to like start speaking, you know? Like, you're just, like, an early form of a human. Or not early form, but you're a human. And no one really, like... You, like, communicate, but, like, not, like, complexly, as you're saying, is, like, about life. Just about, like, things and tasks and stuff. Think how complex it must have been just to communicate, like, let's go hunting. Where, to us, that's three, four words. To Mm -hmm. them, that may have been, like, signs, like waving trying to get someone to believe you you know what's crazy is that like all of these like movies portray like egypt as like oh they're just speaking english so it like feels like when you don't when you learn about this i feel like you've you like realize where it's like these people that you like learned that you learned about even in the bible they couldn't really communicate and talk about life how, like, the, like... The, the words... Yeah, yeah. The words in the Bible are probably so... Di- like, the words in our our religious texts are probably so different than what they really were. Yeah. Like, it, it's so hard to, like, sometimes to believe that, like, we have these pure translations that sound perfectly fine. It's just great. I'm not... Yeah, it's just wild. Yep. <sighs> trying to look for my quote but I seem to have lost it because right now I'm seeing right here the Miletesian philosophers believed that it could be a source of nature that was the primal source Aristotle repeats that philosophy changed uh, philosophy changed that they came from a natural source because elements are at odds he notes that they must be a natural evolution and nature must be a natural evolution. How does a society recover? Oh, yeah, that was my question. Yeah. I don't know. And so then that would mean that Aristotle and, like, the Greek philosophers were the first people to be able to express questions like that and that's why they're so but that's also but the thing is dan there's people around them doing the same thing it's just those two are the most influential and the ones that created ideology that lasted and let me say like this there's a religion out here that i would love i want to learn and i i I've, i have the books in my book cart mm-hmm. like to buy I just haven't done it because I've been so lazy and I have, like, ten books to read right now anyways. Yeah. Like, that I've just collected and wanted to do. I actually, I just bought a book. Nice. What did you buy? Uh, it's called uh, Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. Oh. So it's like It's by Neil deGrasse Tyson, though. Oh, yeah. it is probably. It's going to be a good book. It's going to be a Those good book. Those books are good, too. Yeah. They really teach you a lot. 
it's kind of a fucked up title, so. Um, that's going to be really good. Well, because like he, he tries to be a comedian. Whenever you, like, listen to him, like, yeah. talk, he always tries to be funny. He's always trying to land a joke. Yeah. So he's definitely just trying to... You look at his Instagram, and it's just him just trying to land dad jokes all the time. So I just feel like it's like a dad joke. He but, went uh, on one of my favorite podcasts. It was pretty funny. He's kind of... His, he does have a sense of humor. Um, anyways, what was I talking about before this? Uh, you the books the religion the books, books that so you... this this religion okay i talked about it a little bit but zoroastrianism when i read about zoroastrianism and i want to add this to my paper i want to go back and look at it mm-hmm. zoroastrianism to me sounds very very like peaceful tranquil equal like it sounds like something we should do and this this philosophy is pretty old too i I believe it's like, um, see if I have any. But it's very old too. So I, I just believe that as, although like those guys had a primitive language, there is primitive language prior that still, um, they're usually told in like these stories. That's the thing mm. is they're told in like parables. Yeah. And but the philosophy behind it is really good and I think that too is like in there and it's just that's not taught in school. People aren't taught Zoroastrianism. People aren't taught who Zarathustra is. Your introduction to Buddha is Siddhartha. And that is the most confusing book I've ever read. I've never read This is the most confusing book I've ever read. Like I have I still to this day like huge books. Huh? And I've said I said you've read huge books and a lot of books now. Yeah, it's crap. It's a it's a good book. It's not crap. It's just <laughs> I remember reading it and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And well, didn't you, you know, read it in like sixth grade or something? Yes. No, in uh, senior year of high school. Oh, what? Yeah, we read it in the uh, like our AP. Uh, See, I feel class. like if a book doesn't make sense like that, I don't get why you have to read it. It was just hard, bro. It's ho- oh, it's it like, like it, it makes you think harder than it was. Yeah, and it, it but it was also just like a weirdly written story, and I just didn't get it. And I'm sure if I read it now, I would like love it, like just yeah. know myself. Yeah. Um, what was I looking for? The date of Zoroastrianism. Yeah. I don't know what the hell Zoroastrianism is. So, Zoroastrianism was from one thousand to fifteen hundred BC. So there's no one that believes in it now? There are small sects of Zoroastrianism, but Zoroastrianism was wiped out um, largely around 651 AD. Um, it's called the Arab invasion of the Iranian plateau, and it essentially uh, wiped out the per- Persian Oh, so this kingdom. is like a Middle Eastern religion? Yes, it's formed okay. in Iran, actually. Okay. But it sounds very Western. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um but it, it's something I gotta I don't know where that I, don't, I thought it was in this notebook but it's right now here. Um, yeah it's it's just it's pretty old though it's mm. a good it's a good good uh, like in, intrigue to look into and I think I think we all all need to look at other religions besides our own 
mm-hmm. just to learn. Like, you don't have to change or you don't have to accept um, what's going on, but you just kind of have to look at it and maybe think about what else is going on in the world. It so helps you accept people, yeah. too. That's what they always say. You always, They say that the only way to fight, like, racism and stuff like that is to spread knowledge and tell people what they believe is not actually true or what they've been told is not actually true. Yeah, I concur. We have to question what we're asked not to question. All right. I mean, you know what? Should we pause for a second? I might actually look through something and find a good question. Yeah, go ahead. Damn, Eddie made a good-ass pumpkin. Look at that shit. That actually looks sick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, we'll keep going in. Okay, I found what I wanted to look at. So this was something I wrote down, actually, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, this is a thought. What I wrote down is um, faith in the 21st century, a religion, is money and capitalism. Mm-hmm. The obsession with money and wealth has drawn has drawn something oh, has drawn between human pa- compassion. It's putting like a line between. I think I was writing that like it was just like came to me in the middle of the night. But <laughs> um, what do you think about that? What do you think about like the idea of like religion is now money? Religion is this idea of wealth. Okay, well, I mean, I think that it started like that. If you were talking about... You were talking about it earlier. You were saying that they were selling people that they can get their uh, their uh, relatives out of purgatory, right? Yeah. So it's basic, that's basically saying that they're starting with money, so it's always been money, you know? Yeah. There's always been... It's always been so people can get money so what, that they can but build things. Rather than, rather than this... Do you think that, like, two people now, mm-hmm. religion, is capitalism? Or not capitalism. For some people. But money and wealth. But as a collective, maybe even. I guess, I, I guess like, in my head, I'm thinking this. There's more faith in money and wealth mm-hmm. than there is within yourself. And that, that this, yeah. like, there's almost, like, a whole, like, lifestyle about chasing money, mm-hmm. you know, and that you need money to live. Money yeah. is like God to some people. Yeah. You know, is tw- in the 21st century, is faith, money, and wealth? Mm-hmm. You think so? Yeah, I definitely think there are some people like that. I think that there are very religious people that are not just for money, and they actually do things with with money that they're given to do good things for communities and stuff and for like that community that they're there you know but i think that there's definitely some like maybe owners of private schools you could say that they pass themselves off as like a religious school and make kids go to church and stuff there right but like they charge like $15,000 per semester for your kids, like, that's not, what are you doing with all that money? You're just, you're literally just making bank. 
because you it's are. a private school. Yeah, but then some people argue that you are getting, in some cases, a better education at a trade-off. I don't think that you can get... I think education isn't... can get better or worse. It depends on the person who's learning it. You know? It's true. If you they want to learn it, they'll fucking learn it. If they don't want to fucking learn it, they won't do anything about it. It's true as well. Like, I mean, they can force you to take tests and stuff, but, like, if you don't want to know it, they people aren't going to know it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I guess... Yeah. I guess private school is kind of a money, money ground. All right. Do you want to you want to hear another one? Yeah. I just I'm just looking at like bl- like the bullet point jot downs. These aren't like real yeah. thoughts. I put Oh, this is an interesting thought. So, Christianity has inherently integrated superiority into society. Mm-hmm. So, as the American colonies were founded, they stimulated this societal superiority. Hmm. So as the American, so as Christianity, as we've talked about selling indulgences, creating, collecting power, all this, the church and both Christianity may have done this, right? Mm-hmm. American colonies being founded on power and with those inherent, you know, inherent and subconscious thoughts of the ideology. Mm-hmm. American colonies were founded and then stimulated to be more societally superior to try to always be better than the person around them. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Think there's Definitely, validity in that? I mean, yeah. So if you're going to say that there's... When people are talk, They talk about how the Constitution is based on, like, religious laws kind of around some... Or I don't know. The constant. This is my best analysis of it to my best knowledge. Yeah. Um, the founders were religious. Yeah. They wrote them with religious morals in mind. Yeah, that's what I meant. But there was no actual religion in the document besides yeah. the Declaration of... Uh, besides those, like, the in God we, you know, trust, I think, I believe. Yeah. Or a God, you know, God, like, uh, protect us or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, continue, sorry. No, I was just saying that using... You can use that argument there for that. That definitely is something, like, that could have inspired the young leaders of this country just like the in late like late it would just be interesting to find the the proof within the christian church to make that claim of yeah the social superiority like superiority complex being so christian christians are just big in in america then no christianity is huge across the whole world okay it's the biggest one of the biggest well i think islam is the Biggest. So Christian and Catholics aren't counted as the same Christian thing. Christian and Catholics and then, are the same. Okay. Christianity is Catholicism and Protestantism. It's all these religions. Like, it's it's not oh, these. So Let me tell you what it's not. It's not Buddhism. It's not agnostic. It's not. So Christianity is the top, and then Christianity is the ideology, and then everything else is the sub theories on it, the theories on what is what is okay. the message of Jesus so, Christ. So oh, so it's like. Jew, it's like just Jewish, and then there's Orthodox, traditional yeah. reform. Yes, 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 exactly. It's just. But div- then within those sects, within like Catholic, you can be like a, like a, a very devout Catholic, almost like Orthodox like. 
Mm. You know, or you can be very like I. I grew up in a very liberal, like thinking. I would say Christian church. Like people like dressed like skaters. Like when you know what I mean. It was yeah. very like just relaxed. Yeah, and it was just about like your connection with God. Yeah, like my like my interpretation of Christianity. When sometimes when I hear it, it just sounds like it's, it's like mine is very simplified, and that's my belief of how I like how I'm gonna get. Hopefully, like, if, if if that's right, like, if I get, you know, into heaven, like, mm-hmm. you know, if my belief is right, then I hope it works. But I'm never going to press it on anyone, and I don't really care what other people think, because yeah. mine is personal. But, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Um, that was the only other, I think that was the only other religion question. We didn't talk about any other religions, though. So should we just talk just the Christianity conspiracy? Yeah, well, we can, instead of conspiracy, we can use, like, history and, like... Yeah. Yeah. History of uh, the connection of Christianity's connection. Yeah. Yeah, I'll leave it to Yeah, I don't but see not any, religious. More, any more questions. Because I mean, when, you, is... when, when you... No, I'm not saying that it's not... I'm not saying yeah. it's not really... I'm saying that when that title that you were saying right there... Sounds like you were going to be just talking about how, like, we were just going to be preaching the Bible out here. That's even funnier, because that's not what we would do. Um, actually, I do have something I could talk about. Um, All right. It's actually, like, good to note, too. Like, this is... Shit. Um, it's good to note, too, that, like, one area where you can look at, like, the religion and, like, its influence is, like, Sharia law. Mm-hmm. Um, in Islam and like its effect so like Iran actually like people don't know that I think I mentioned was very progressive before Reza uh, uh, or before Ayatollah Khomeini came in in the 79 revolution but actually like the Shahs the kings of Iran mm-hmm. they um, so the first like the first Shah mm-hmm. um, um, like Reza Reza Shah mm-hmm. he um so he was actually like a brigadier, brigadier, uh, general, like basically, and led the coup. And then they, mm-hmm. did, he didn't want to be in power, but then the par the new parliament elected him. Uh, he was like a ministry, like he was in charge of security, blah, 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 rose to king. Yeah. So then he sent his son to Europe to study politics, mm-hmm. and so he came back and he actually put in a lot of like uh, communist ideology a little bit. Mm. He tried to like not actually have it in one of these books. He tried to, like, nationalize the railroad. He tried to make a bunch of money for the, the country. Like, um, women were going to college. Mm. There was, like, um, secularization of the church, mm-hmm. you know? It was actually really weird. And then in 79, they, uh, um, there was an Iranian revolution where because the Shah got sick and the economy was... 1979? Yeah, 1979. The, sh- the economy went to shit. Um, and then... Uh, Khomeini came in power and he implement he ran or like he kind of took over the country basically mm. by telling people like that running the country in the faith like like by your faith of Islam mm-hmm. um, it will actually lead you to prosperity and the the shahs are leading you down an evil path of western evil mm. and yeah so that's another one where there's like a huge power shift using the religion word um, and it it took a lot of western rights away from people in iran and it, it was really iran's history is so sad to me like because they went from zoroastrianism and then 
you know, there was like freedom and women were thriving, men were mm-hmm. thriving, community was growing, demolished. In Persia? Persia came, Persia and Empire, demolished. Then like the Shahs try to come in and they're just in a weird situation, demolished. So, I don't know. It's crazy. It's kind of crazy. Dad, if any of this history was wrong, let me know. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, though. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Bells, I just want to throw something in. Okay. Yeah. um, No. Uh, I'm glad I learned a history of, like, what actually about the religion damn you just made my heart drop i've never like so you're the first person that i've told like just told me like i taught them something since i've got my degree really yeah like and this is like me now on my path to like actually doing shit so thank you yeah uh this is the f- like it was a good conversation good learning about actually the the like churches instead of the religion you know so like i understand like how the ideas went down and, and mm-hmm. Which is what I've always wanted to learn about and, like, know about because I didn't know what the difference was because I'm not yeah. that. And and, it, and then whenever I would ask people, it would always be, like, they would just talk about their religion. And I'm like, I already know about your religion because most of it is the same thing as me. It really is. <laughs> it, we, we, we're just fun. Like, our fundamental difference is that it's funny. This is what I always say. And this is why, like, I think, like, religions are mostly connected. Mm-hmm. at heart like really is that if if let's say if jesus came back mm-hmm. right it's most likely that he's your messiah then because yeah. the rapture would be happening yeah and then it would be our messiah so it's the same guy in the end if 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 it's jesus right yeah so it's like we're fighting about like some shit we just believe that he came and died again you know yeah. which is which is interesting to think and you and uh, not to say you guys, but Jewish people believe that he hasn't come, but inherently well, our they, books they believe that okay, Jesus was a person. No, 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 no. But he's not uh, the Messiah. Yeah, the yeah Messiah. no, yeah, yeah. We believe yeah, he's yeah. the Messiah, yeah, and that he will come again. You believe that he's he's a prophet, right? Still, I like think or something. So. But he's not like a he's not, not the Messiah. Yeah, and he's not like important. I don't think. I don't know. He probably yeah. I don't know because I haven't finished reading it yet, but I'm reading yeah you let me know because i want to because i feel like i've heard that jesus is a prophet and performed i've like, heard of miracles that, but of I, God. Don't, I don't know if that's like just shit on the internet yeah know? see that's what i don't know either that's why i didn't want to say yes and i've never and i've never looked at because i like my knowledge of the old testament is mm. just i've like read the bible once but i was like young so to me like everything just was like like i could tell you some of the stuff i can tell you the things i remember yeah. Like, I remember the important, like, I highlighted the ones, and especially now, like, I've gone back and, like, looked at, like, the man lying next to man. Yeah. Because I want to know what people are talking about. Yeah. But I don't remember, it, like, that good stuff. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I'd like to know if he's a, like, if he's a prophet or if he's, like, or if he just is some dude. Because. So, yeah. Sorry. Go. Keep going. In, in, in the Jewish faith. Yeah. Because I know in the Muslim faith, I think they also like acknowledge Jesus's existence but just don't accept him as like yeah you know so like I have a question okay in um in church like on Sundays what do you guys only read from the New Testament no 
So we go, th- so as long as I've been going to church, we go through bi- like sections of the Bible. So, mm-hmm. and my mom changed churches all the time and I didn't go to like the, the big churches when we called it as a kid. Yeah. Until like, I was like, I kind of asked to do it because I was tired of going to the like the teenage one or whatever. I wanted to go and listen to like what was really going on. Yeah. Um, and no, you go through Genesis, you go through Leviticus, you go through Psalms, you go through um, Psalms in the New Testament, but you go through like different areas of it. And a lot of it is in the New Testament because the gospel is called Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And, and that's like what the story of Jesus told through the different apostles, mm-hmm. the disciples um, of Jesus. So like those ones are mainly dissected, but there is, you know, um, I've, I remember le- reading in Genesis. Um, I that's just weird Exodus. because, oh, so you guys just read it in English though. Yes. Ours is in Hebrew. Yeah, yours is just it's, it's so just it's worship. like it's just pra- and that's like in Catholic Church like traditionally and in that's still why in Italy it, it's in Latin. That's why it was so like weird to me. I was like, everything we read is in Hebrew, but wait, they can just translate it to English, and that's what they yeah. read because I didn't, I just didn't know what like because all the songs that I know are in Hebrew and stuff, but most of the songs I probably sing are the same thing that yeah, you guys are singing, but it's in English. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll be a little different. You know? well, so, yeah. yeah, there's some different prayers that we'll do. But I would, I, I would actually... Actually, I don't think our hymns... Maybe our hymns, I don't know, would be the same, because in the, the Catholic faith, like, it, it, like one of the big things in the Protestant thing is like there was like a huge like shift in music. Mm. at the time and like the catholic church only didn't allow any music in their worship and it was uh, all um vocalized. Uh, so then maybe different so then but then in like the protestant eventually they allowed for music to be instituted in worship beyond mm. only vocals so um that's one of the big reforms wait so so in church it's just when they don't have hymns, it's just them talking to you about... So, so this, is, this is what I want. So let me tell you what it's like when you walk in. Okay. So this is... Literally, you can bring anyone. This is like an open place. Mm-hmm. So we would walk in. Some people that are super friendly, and they're like, hey, how's your morning going? Like, yeah. if they recognize you, they'll be like, oh, how'd you do in baseball this week? You yeah. Know, it's friendly. Yeah. Then you get, like, whatever. Then you can go. Okay, usually after they have this, but if you're sneaky and you go to the later service, mm-hmm. you can go get a fucking coffee and donuts in mm-hmm. the huge mess hall lunch area thing. Mm. But we usually go after, get a donut and dip. Yeah. Because people just bring it. It's just free. So mm-hmm. go, you go sit down. So you, get, you have your Bible, your personal Bible. Like most people have their own Bible. Really? Yeah. Like I have my, I have like three Bibles. I have like two or five. I have like five in my room. Do I read them? No. But they're like really? different. They're different translations and different things. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so everyone has their. We own. don't have our own. Yeah, it's weird. So we, we so we literally can read what like mm-hmm. what we're supposed to. Mm-hmm. So like, if I want to read like what are, it's it's all there for me. Yeah. So then we'll roll in. The pastor will come up and be like, "How's everyone's morning going? You know, I hope you all had a blessed week. You know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get worship started. Blah blah." Then we, our worship, bro, is literally like, you know how I listen to freaking like mom jeans and shit? Yeah. We listen, we, our, my worship is like two electric guitars and acoustic guitar, fucking drums and shit. Like mm-hmm. they're, pl- they're rocking out on stage. 
So you're over there, you sing some songs, like three songs, four songs. Mm-hmm. So like 10, 20 minutes, whatever. It's less than that. Then you sit down. Then the pastor comes up and he's like, okay, so we're going to read through and talk about this, this part of the Bible or this part of... This is, the Bible is both Testaments. Mm-hmm. That's why to me, like I could say Old te- be thinking Old Testament and say Bible. Mm-hmm. So I apologize. It's okay. But like we'll be opening the Bible and we'll be like, okay, today we're going to read about Nehemiah's wall. So we'll, we'll read the scripture. And then we'll talk about the scripture and we'll talk about like Nehemiah's wall is a parable too about having faith in God and being like strong, you know, and even though it seems like it's an unlikely insurmountable task, if you have faith in God, you can succeed. Mm -hmm. That's Nehemiah's wall story. So we'll read that. We'll dissect it. We'll go, um, they'll go through different parts of it. You know, they'll talk about parts of it. Like the, the, like revelations is like a part that's talked about usually not in Maine. I feel like it's not talked about in the main church cause it's kind of dark, but it's talked mm. about in different, like small groups, mm. but they mention revelations. They talk about revelations. They just don't go super in my, like in, when I've been to churches, I've never seen them go in depth, Yeah, but they do. Um, and they just talk about it and you read it, you, you get to, you open your Bible, they tell you which, which chat, which book, which line to go to. Cause every line is the same. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and then we go, we read it, read what it says and we talk about it and everyone can have a different translation. You can come in with a Spanish Bible, but no English and read it and know what we're talking about. That's, that's crazy. That's so different. Yeah. This is my church, though. That's what I said. I went to a very progressive, liberalized, non, it's called non-denominational mm-hmm. um, Christian. Yeah, that's like that's basically kind of the type of temple I went to. Yeah. Where, it, where it's more progressive. Yeah, that's what, that's what, that's why I'm saying, like, I grew up like, like, okay, I'll just say my faith. So I, I identify as Christian mm-hmm. because I think it's better to live in an enchanted world than a disenchanted world. Yeah. And by that, I mean like a world that has things that you can't physically see or prove with fact mm. versus not. And I want to live in that world. Well, so know. I grew up Christian and I grew up in a Christianity where like, to me, this is all I say. I asked a question one time to a pastor and I said, you know, sir, I have a question. I said, cause they, you know, I felt like you had to read the Bible and you had to go to church to get to heaven. That's what I thought they said. Yeah. And they probably did when I was a kid say that shit. Yeah. I would not be surprised. So I went up and asked him, I was like, what about the kids or the people in the Amazon that mm-hmm. don't have churches? How do they get to heaven? Mm-hmm. And the pastor like told me, and I'm like, where? Like, how do you know? Oh, he, says, he said, as long as they have like true forgiveness in their heart when they die, like of life, like they really like forgive the bad things and like try to live, you know, good life, they'll mm-hmm. get entry into heaven. So it wasn't like even like a, no, no, like the chosen person. It wasn't this, it was literally like, if people are good, even if they don't know, like, about God, they can still get into heaven. So I was like, you just have to be a good person. So mm-hmm. I live by, like, these three things. Like, one, like, as long as you live, like, a life good and you, you know, ask for forgiveness for when you do, like, you know, bad things, mm-hmm. that's, like, an entryway, that's entry to heaven. And then the thing is, is, like, I don't think, like, a bad, oh, and then I think your connection with God, like, you should be able to pray to God. That's it. I think I can pray to God and God can, if God wants to communicate me, I'm sure he can. Mm-hmm. But to me, if I need to talk to him, I have that connection. Mm-hmm. I've read parts of the Bible and I know that's there. Mm-hmm. I feel like that, I have that. I feel like you don't have to pray to someone else. You can talk to him too. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have to go to church. 
I think your connection with God is without a church. It's with the book. And yeah, there's the congregation and that. But to me, I feel like if it's truly true, you should be able to do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. Then I believe in the thing of like, you know, if you do something, as long as you truly ask for forgiveness. So that means that like someone who's evil, who says they're a Christian or whatever, mm-hmm. they truly didn't ask for forgiveness. They didn't live their life, a good life, mm-hmm. being actually forgiving people and trying to be good and teach, you know, promote loving and nurturing that's supposedly what the bible says and teaches mm-hmm. then they're not getting into fucking heaven like no way hitler saddam hussein osama bin laden like those fucks are dying and i hope to god they're burning in hell now you know mm-hmm. i hope they don't they don't deserve that but the but maybe the burglar who was stealing because like he had no other way to support his family mm-hmm. maybe he gets in heaven you know a rapist? No, he's going to fucking hell. There's no way you do that and you like... Yeah. You know? yeah. So it means that you truly, if you fucked up on earth, you're not punished eternally. I don't think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think if you truly were a good person and your your heart and your energy's there, you got into it. That's my Christianity. So it's completely you different know, from some other people. You know what's crazy? Is that's like what, uh, is what Judaism like preaches. Yeah. Most, the most of that stuff is like Whoa. where it's like you have your connection with God and you you're Jewish like you're a Jewish person and you have a connection with God because of it yeah and everyone else has a connection to God because of it also but um any way that you do it is this is it's fine it's all up to you like See, that's why in that's why but i mean so some orthodox communities don't like newer types of judaism yeah. communities but in reality the torah teaches and this is what my rabbi always like tells me is that you always should accept all like different types of beliefs because like every they're all accepted but like and it's all up to you you're just a jewish person you know yeah, and and most and I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, most religions say that, but the problem is the application within the church. Yeah, and that's why, like, to me, I told my mom, like, sadly and whatever. I just said I don't think I'm gonna go back to church unless I feel like I want to go. Yeah. If if my kid wants, if I if I have a kid when I get older. And they want to go to church, I will gladly take them to church. I will tell them they can choose what religion and we'll go and maybe I'll take them to all different kinds of, you know, things and just say, look, that all these exist and you got to find if you want to do it, if not. Mm. My thing is this and I, you know, personally, I think like it's nice to go to church every once in a while, but I don't think I really need to because I have found my own peace. You know? Yeah. And, you know, if, I die in hell if I'm like there and I fucked up here it's my own fault for not you know being living in the way of whatever right is but I don't think that's how the world works so yeah no it I yeah definitely do you have any other questions no nothing about nothing about that but definitely we'll have an episode where i talk where i'm done with the f- reading the torah and yeah I'll, i would love I'll to tell you yeah i'd love to be to know i'd also you know maybe you can talk about i would like to know 
I don't know how much you know, but maybe we talk about this next episode, but, like, the Jewish diaspora, like, the true, like, I don't know how much of the history you know, but, like... Oh, I have to... I can... Dude, my friend Sebastian is a UCLA uh, graduate on Jewish history, and he's back from Indianapolis because he was working for AEPI. Really? Would he be willing to... I'll ask him. Because I would love to know about the diaspora, and I'd love to hear it, like, you know, and then I might have questions, and... um. You know, being a historian, too. I think you've met him, too. Who is he? Sebastian. He worked at Target, the Target around here, because he lived around here. Sebastian? Yeah, he worked with Hunter, and Hunter knew him. Dude, I was, uh, like, never here. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It doesn't matter. He'll, he'll, I don't know, he'll, we'll see if he'll come on. I thought you, I thought you were, you said we were going to have a surprise guest for that you were in a plan. Yeah, I just didn't do it. It didn't happen. No, nah, it's nah. chill. We'll figure it out. Because I want to get, like I said, I want to get some of your bros on, too. It's not just my friends. It's your friends, too. And your connections and your, pro, like, professionals. Yeah. My professionals. Well, because we need... Well, we had Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that funny? Because <laughs> you were talking about professionals, and then you're like, we had Cameron. Cameron is... Professional in a lot of things. And well, he knows Cameron is way. professional at a lot of things. He's very, he's smart and knows a lot of things. But it's, I meant like, like, act, like not, not saying that Cameron's not an actual, but like an actual, actual professional, like person that that works in places and stuff, you know, and talk to them about their life, yeah. like what, like if we had like fucking some like super scientist on like like omid but like not someone how about how about this would you would you be willing all right hear me out here okay how about i get you a panel of scientists (laughs) bro i can get you a panel of scientists we don't need a panel of scientists no 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 but like we can just drill them with questions and you've already met one of them my friend marcos Mm -hmm. okay but you haven't met Chase. Chase already he's just, he's in grad school at this uh this uh inst- Keck Keck Graduate Institute, mm-hmm. I believe. Chase is just wicked smart. Mm-hmm. Wicked smart. Oh, so he he's as smart as uh Will Hunting? Yeah. Damn. No, he's not. But he's really good to ask questions. <laughs> I was gonna too. say, bro, Will Hunting. And then I'll find a different kind of scientist. I'll find a social scientist. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm gonna kind. I'm gonna kind of. I'm gonna call it psy scientist. I thought a psychiatrist. I thought that's what this podcast was gonna be about. I mean, is about. No, it is. Yeah. So I mean, that's good. Just let me know so I can make a lot of questions, read more, and get action, Go deep. Go deeper than what they actually know, and then teach them something. Yeah. Well, Chase is also a Dolphins fan, so if we just talk about the Packers, they'll be teaching him something about success. Or the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's close it out. Um, do you have any closing thoughts, Dan? Yes, the Dolphins had the only undefeated season, so they know a lot about victory also. Did they win the Super Bowl with Dan Marino? No. Do you have any other closing remarks, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I do have one. So my computer's at 11%. Um, there's a car going by. So, everyone, this is serious. I want to the talk to you chargers about something over there. really serious right now. Um, it's okay. We'll be done by then. Um, 
So this next month, um, Daniel and I are going to be doing Movember. We are going to be um, rocking some stashes, some facial hair. Um, and what it's in, uh, what it is in support of is some men's health and getting prostate exams, prevention of prostate cancer treatment, um, just about men actually doing things that are kind of uncomfortable but should be done. And so the mustache is a representation. It's that sign of support. But what we're going to do is um, I did this. I've done this before, um, and we're going to do it again. I'm going to start um, a Movember page for the One Last Point podcast. And I think Daniel and I want to set a goal. We're going to set it right now of how much money we'd like to raise. Um, just like to donate, you know, through mm-hmm. the website. It's such an easy donation. And I don't, personally, I know our sample size audience is small. So I think if we raise $200, that's extraordinary. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to do that? That's fine. So $200, that is our goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. $200 is going to go to Movember. We're going to set up the page. We'll plug it in um, when once it goes live. Um, oh, I have a, actually have a thing. What we can do, we can post things and we can make people repost our thing. And every time someone reposts it, it's a, some money that we will donate up to $200. That like we in total could donate up to $200? And then they, so like the community goal is $200, but our goal is $200? No. So what I'm saying is we post something and you, you've seen those posts where every time you repost, someone reposts it, you, they donate this amount of money. Daniel, towards a, hold on. Let me tell you this. I already know what the fuck's going to happen when uh-huh. we do that. If we did that, knowing my fucking luck, because this is what happens to me, we post that, right? I can tell you five people I know are going to repost it, okay? Mm-hmm. Some other bots are going to repost it, like actual bots. <laughs> and then other bots will repost it. Mm-hmm. Then it will blow up, and we'll end up owing $2,000 minimum that we don't fucking have for this. Well, I don't fucking Listen. have for this. It's just a way to get our... Like, I get it. We won't have... We don't have that type of money. But it's a... Listen, if we're getting our name of our page out and like people are reposting it because it's for a good cause like I would be fine with trying to fucking working for that money to donate okay we just have to set a limit so then it doesn't go all the way you know to because we don't have millions of dollars a hundred bucks no we can I can we can do 200 oh yeah I meant like a hundred each yeah that's fine so 200 that's fine and then we want 200 minimum 200 additional like they can don the community, the community. If the community gets a hundred reposts, we'll donate an additional two hundred on top of whatever gets donated. Yeah, I mean we don't need to get a hundred reposts. We can just figure out. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Whatever the math is. Yeah, yeah. But like that could theoretically happen. So like we could raise like like fifty bucks, and then we would have to donate two hundred. A hundred like hundred people like donate or reposted. That's fine. Yeah, I'm down with that. Because right. either way, they're so, getting money. So, so Movember, Movember. That's going to be next month. It's going to be from, um, you know, November first to November thirtieth. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I'm gonna keep my stash probably into my birthday. So, 
This might be my I'm whole Christmas look. I'm probably going to shave. Unless I look like a rabbi, then I'll be like, This is mm. going to be... Then I can become a rabbi and just be on the show and be like, yes, I am a rabbi now. Or I might just grow it, like, wooly, like, throughout the whole December. Oh, so you're going to be... Because this is, like, I think, like, 10 days? Hmm. Maybe? Less? Probably less. Yeah, you look old. I look old? No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. All right, well, that's... Um, I don't think I have anything else. Check us out on Instagram. Thank you to all the support. We're still setting up the new type of... It's just going to be... Look, I'm going to tell everyone. All right, So fine. you can pressure us if you want to see this. We're going to try out doing um, one of the episodes of, of this podcast, like how we record it, just live streamed on Twitch and have interactive sessions in which we will read questions that you guys put in Twitch chat onto the live stream and it can create like a uh, a forum in which you can interact with us while we record a 4D conversation a 4D conversation yes that's what we like to call it um and that'll be one of the episodes each week and then the other one will be um hopefully Either a guest or me yeah, and a just, guest uh, or just us something just yeah. yeah we'll figure it out but we really want to try this out and we're looking at days we want to try like a recording like a time um Earlier than what we record. Yeah, early, we, we currently record at like 10 p.m. Yeah. On Sundays and Thursdays. Yeah. Like so after we'd, football. We'd probably have to do it like right after football on... We could take up that time slot. We'll call ABC. Take up right after what? football on Thursday nights. Or we can just move to Wednesdays. I feel like Wednesdays is unmarketed. That's true. Wednesdays at Call like up NBC. Six. Tell them we want Wednesday. All right. Well, you, you could let us know if that's a good idea. I think it'd be fun. We'll probably end up trying it even if everyone says it's shit. And um, if no one joins, fuck it. We're still recording. Well, I think it's a really good way to just interact with people. But Yeah, and random people are going to join. So Yeah. All right. Well, um, and that's for Shody. <laughs>